Welcome to the Marketing Pod, where you can learn to create, launch, and sell your passion and your business with fearless ease. And here's your host, the motivated marketing boss lady herself, Nafisa Mark. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 23 of the Marketing Pod. So today's episode is called Help, What Should I Price My Course? So as we all know, or we may or may not be familiar with, pricing can be a complete minefield. And I totally get it. And I've asked myself the above question several, several times. So it's not just the strategy aspect one has to review, but then there's also all the debilitating mindset that comes along with it. You know, we start to ask ourselves all sorts of questions. Will my customers pay the price I'm thinking about charging? Will they think I'm too cheap, too expensive? And before you know it, you've got yourself in such a tangle and overwhelm and you're kind of plucking prices out of thin air. So I'm sure you can agree with that or, you know, maybe you have gone through that and um, overcome it. But this is what we're talking about. And um, if you are completely feeling overwhelmed with your pricing of your courses, programs, then don't worry. I have your back on this episode. So before we dig into the episode, here's what I want you to do. So take a screenshot of the episode and share on your Instagram stories, tagging me in at Nafisa underscore Mark, or share in our Marketing Pod um, Facebook community, and I will sure to be give you a shout out. So going back to pricing. So, you know, pricing your course can really feel like throwing a dart, right? And randomly picking out numbers. But when it's done, it's the easiest to wait, easiest ways to make hundreds, if not thousands more on your online course. And I've completely proven that to be true. So after a lot of work put into mastering my own pricing and by strategically valuing myself, my programs, the transformation they provide to my clients, the work I put into creating them, I truly don't have issues with pricing anymore. And as well as having my ideal client buy from me. And I cannot wait to tell you how I've achieved this. So today, alongside me on the Marketing Pod, I have a very special guest on today. And her name is Janine Liston. She is Europe's most trusting, trusted price, pricing expert for small businesses and solopreneurs. She's an American lady now based in Switzerland. She's a certified pricing professional with over 20 years experience in product marketing and pricing. And she teaches many business owners the strategies and actionable steps to set up, get, and manage pricing with more confidence. So shortly, I'll be asking her all the most confusing questions and challenges that a lot of us female solopreneurs have around our pricing. So get ready to get a better understanding of pricing for your course, programs, and more. So you'll soon be saying bye to all the confusion around setting a fair price that your audience may or may not pay to create offers that align with your soul, your audience, and make you hundreds, if not thousands more. So let's dig into the episode and welcome Janine. Welcome Janine, how are you? Hi Nafisa, thank you so much for having me here. I'm happy to be with you and your audience today. Oh, you're most welcome. So this is something that I have been thinking about for a while. And I know, you know, my audience can sometimes struggle with it as well. And um, I was so happy to connect with you. And I thought, well, let's definitely have you on the marketing pod, because this is something that we, we must address. And we must address it at the early stages of our business, right? 
Absolutely. I mean, the earlier that we start to bring it into our thinking, the more integrated it becomes, which means that we don't have to think about it so hard anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So tell us about you, um, Janine, first of all, how did you get into pricing? What's your background and what kind of clients do you serve? Okay. So I actually, I started my career as an engineer designing buildings way back in the day. And I spent a few years doing that and decided it wasn't social enough for me. Uh, but I liked the technical side of things. I went and got a job as a product manager. We called it applications engineering, but a product manager. And that was how I find myself first in the area of marketing. And then a few down, years down the road after I moved to Switzerland, I took a job as a global pricing manager. And that was the first time I'd done pricing before in the context of managing products, but I'd not really focused on it. And a lot of companies, say 20 years ago, they didn't even have pricing departments. Right. So kind of, you know, in this infancy stage, what it could be and how it could help the companies. Mm -hmm. And one of the really important things is that pricing actually for most companies has the biggest impact of profit of anything else. So there's only four things that affect profit, price, volume, fixed costs, and variable costs in any business. And pricing usually has the biggest impact. Right. Okay. So in terms of, um, you know, taking your big corporate experience, how did you then apply your pricing knowledge, your pricing experience to working with small business owners, let's say? Right. So when I first got into pricing, I thought, wow, I have something here that not a lot of people specialize in that because of this impact it has on a, a company's ability to earn money, I can actually be really helpful. And I did so many years in the corporate world, I decided, all right, I'm going to take this outside the corporate world because I want to help a lot of people. I believe that financial freedom, however you define that, is actually a right that people have. And I want to help them bring that. So the, the thought processes, the strategies, the tactics that you can use in pricing are the same, whether you're a big company or a small company, whether you're a product-based or a service-based business, the tactics and strategies and the skills that you need are the same. What's right. different is the context that you're applying them in. Right. Okay. So I can help in that context. Yeah, definitely. So in terms of context, you know, why do you think solopreneurs actually get stuck on their pricing, their products and services? Right. I think there's two reasons. One, it's not a skill that we're taught how to do. So I mean, most people have an idea or have heard that they should compare the competition or start with their costs. You know, they have an idea, but they've never actually been shown how to do it, taught how to do it. So if we don't base our prices on something that is an understandable thought process, it's hard to have that much confidence in it. It's like anything else we do. If we don't understand, you know, some people have natural talent for things. Okay, let's take piano. Some people are naturally talented, but most of us have to actually learn how to do it. And as we build the skill for doing it, we gain more confidence. Yeah. And one part of pricing is having the skills to implement it, the strategies to use and the knowledge about what it is and, and how to do it. The other part is really mindset. And I think that you have to address both. I think mindset tends to get in the way, even for people who understand a little bit more about how to do it. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's so true because that, that's something that I, you know, really struggled in the beginning because it was a passion project for me, like many businesses really start out to be. And you kind of want to give your services away from free for free, right? Um, and you don't really use, use a kind of strategic business approach to it. And because um, you're so, so emotionally connected with your business. And, um, and I know that I had to overcome that big hump to actually you know, think, actually, no, I'm, you, this is my time. This is all the time I've put in the world, my experience and my knowledge and, exactly. you know, and the transformation that, you know, people have already gone through it. They, I need to be strategically aligned to a price that I can charge for that. Um, but yeah, but it is definitely a mindset issue. It is. And it's, it's funny when you, when you, cause I, of course I hear it every day. Um, but even listening to the own voices in your head as you're doing things related to pricing in your business, you know, be aware enough to listen to what's going on in your head. And a lot of people, when I ask them that they say, well, I'm constantly trying to find ways to reduce the price. And they know that they, that's not necessarily in their or their client's best interest, but the fear that they feel and the stories that they're telling themselves lead them down that path. And so it's quite interesting to, to hear that. I mean, I, I had to do a project earlier this year, quite a large one that I was making an offer on bigger than any project I'd ever done as a consulting project. And it, yeah, it put the fear of, of, of God in me because <laughs> 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 it was so far outside my comfort zone. And I stopped for a minute. I was like, what are you doing? You know, this, um, yeah, this is what this is worth. And you know that you can help these people. Um, but if you don't stand up first for the value of what you deliver, then it's hard to expect customers to do it as well. Yeah, completely. Um, and I, and I think it comes down to that, right? So the next question I was going to ask you though, was, um, you know, what can solopreneurs do to overcome this challenge? And, um, and when you when you just mentioned you know the the your customers actually value you in doing that as well, and I think it comes down to that right, knowing who your customer really is. Sorry, would you agree with that? Knowing who your customer actually is really helps within with that challenge, overcoming that challenge of pricing. Absolutely. So I very strongly believe that the best pricing is rooted in a deep understanding of the customer. And one of the first, probably the first question after what's your name in your business that I ask clients is, who are you targeting? Mm. And repeatedly, again and again, I find people struggle with this. And I mean, it's also very much at the heart of marketing. The point is that if you, you sure, you can have a product that targets or a service that targets everyone. But then marketing to that or pricing to that is much more complicated because you're trying to find a single point or a single way to communicate with people that are not similar in their thinking, right? Mm -hmm. And so it makes it that much harder. Let me just give a quick example. If you're selling something and you're selling it to college students versus 40-year-old executives, the price is very different potentially. Yeah. Or I had a, a, a customer who sold cosmetics for men or not skincare for men, not cosmetics, more skincare. And I asked the question, if you're selling it, well, it's for men. I said, are the men buying it? She said, no. I said, okay, then your end users are men, but the person making the purchasing decision are their wives and girlfriends or mothers or, you know, whoever was buying the 
product for them. So actually they need to consider both of those. And because the wife or girlfriend was making the purchasing decision, mm -hmm. that actually had a bigger influence on what their pricing should be. So absolutely the customer is at the core of this. Yeah, exactly. And I just can't, you know, can't emphasize more just the research aspect of really knowing your ideal client and knowing, you know, exactly you know, it, what your ideal client, what you think your ideal client may be, may not be your ideal client. You know, it may, yeah, it, it's, it, it's, it can be a minefield. So what do you think solopreneurs need to do to overcome all these challenges of mindset and, you know, really drilling down on your niche client, really focusing on the customer base? What, what, is there like a strategy, a simple strategy that we can use or, you know, what would you suggest? So for the mindset piece, the first thing is being aware. Uh, and these things are not necessarily obvious to us on a day-to-day -day basis, mm -hmm. but we can see signs of it when we pay attention to what we're saying. So for example, I was on a call the other day and the clients, and I hear this from lots of clients, clients said to me, you know, Janine, I don't really care what price I have. I just want to serve my customers. Mm -hmm. And I hear this quite often for people. Now, first of all, if she's calling someone who's a pricing expert and asking for help, she does have some interest in what she's charging, right? Yeah. <laughs> so first of all, okay, fine. And second of all, what, she, what I heard in there was what I call a, um, uh, I forget now, kind of like a double-edged sword or mm -hmm. uh, a, a conundrum, right? So on the yeah. one hand, she's saying, I don't care what I charge. Um, because I care for my customers. And if you dig deeper on that, she's saying, if I am seen to be worrying about my prices, then that means I can't care for my customers. Ah, oh, that's interesting. Interesting, right? Mm. So there's lots of these sort of core beliefs or stories that we tell ourselves. So I went through a burnout. That was actually the transition between corporate world and the entrepreneurial world. Right. And few years afterwards, I realized I was telling myself, if I'm successful, I can't be healthy. Mm. And these things are not in, you know, I can't, it's not one or the other. Just like having a successful, profitable business doesn't mean you don't care about your customers. Mm -hmm. They aren't mutually exclusive. So I challenge listeners to pay attention to what, what you're saying and dig a little deeper and some of the stories that you're telling yourself mm -hmm. because you might actually find that there's some real golden nuggets in there in terms of things that might be holding you back in your own, in your own business. Mm -hmm. The first step it's, is really awareness. Yeah, exactly. And I think it, it, it's, it's something that you, know, you have to do on a daily basis, like the mindset work. And, um, and just really hash out and, you know, really bring them to the surface and what stories you are telling yourself about, you know, how you, what you are deserving of in your business. Right. And, um, and there's one affirmation that works for me completely all the time. <laughs> and, um, and I repeat it to myself over and over again, especially when I'm about to ask for the sale or write a social media post or go live on video is I serve, I deserve. Yeah. Right. And I know that I serve my community, my clients, you know, or I go over and beyond and, and my pricing is right for me and my clients. And, um, and I wanted to come onto this as well as in terms of value-based um, pricing. Mm -hmm. um, I know 
that kind of works for me and my other business as well. Um, a lot of my listeners know that I also have a luxury party band with my husband who is a musician. And um, we serve the luxury kind of um, clientele for their weddings, corporate events, private parties. Mm-hmm. And um, so we've been, um, I've been running this business with my husband for the last what decade. And um, it's kind of like our family business as well. Um, and our, we are very, very specific in terms of the niche that we serve. And our pricing is higher, if not, you know, like maybe even 50% higher than the run of the mill party bands. And we are very confident in our pricing. We are very confident in the target niche that we attract um, because they find it comfortable with us. They, they know that, you know, we are not the cheaper band. We are a premium band. So we, are, we offer a premium service and the, what goes along with it is premium value. And, um, and it works. It really, really works. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and and that's going back to value-based pricing. So I wanted to bring that to you as well. You know, is this something that, you know, solopreneurs should be thinking about right at the beginning? Right. I, I believe so because actually the price is only relevant in the context of value. Yeah. So whatever people are looking at to buy even if somebody is selling dots on the street, <laughs> just dots, sticker <laughs> mm-hmm. dots or dot dot, doesn't matter. Um, people's perception of the value of a dot and what it can do for them yeah. will determine how much you're willing to pay, right? Mm-hmm. And some somebody who see is like, what the heck is that? Why would I buy that? Is obviously never going to want to pay anything for it. You could give it to them for free and they probably still wouldn't want it. Oh my God. Yeah. So true. Yeah. So, so and true. then there may be somebody else for whom they've been searching for a dot their whole life <laughs> yeah. and they have the money and the willingness because they need that to solve some great mystery in their life and they'd be willing. So actually any, any good or service has a price between zero and infinity at the beginning and by being clear about your customer and their problem, need, desire, or wanted transformation. Yeah. Then create a product for that Mm. based on the value that you can give them for that problem, need, desire, or their information. Actually you're, what you're doing is kind of like a little radar system. You start out with zero to infinity and then by who you're targeting, you're narrowing it down and then by how you're helping them solve that problem and the degree of value they see behind it, you're able to narrow it down even more. And, you know, and so it's a, it's a thought process it continues with the strategy and the marketplace and then the cost and profit check yeah. but always, but it's always rooted in what the customer values mm-hmm. every time, because otherwise if they, you know, if they don't value it any differently, then of course they're not going to be willing to pay. And a yeah. great example of this is two lemonade stands on the street. Mm-hmm. You have a, a, two children with lemonade stands on the street. One says lemonade 25 cents and the other says lemonade 50 cents. Which one would you buy? Mm-hmm. Now, most people would probably, most people these days would probably buy one from each because they wanted to support both of them. Yeah. But if, if it was a real situation, people would usually buy the less expensive one unless there was something different. But what if the sign said 25 cents lemonade and 50 cents lemonade, and then in parentheses, it said clean water. Mm. 
And just that slight difference in the value positioning yeah. makes all the difference in terms of what people would be willing to pay. Exactly. And just again, going back to our band is, you know, we can justify the, the pricing that we charge is because, you know, our musicians are musicians to the stars. They have, they come from, you know, amazing amount of experience. They play with superstars on stage and they bring that concert type of experience to your private wedding, you know, or, or a small party. And that's what you're paying for. And not only along with that, you know, you get the, the, the professionalism that comes with it as well. And knowing that, that you've got something special, so special secured for your wedding, your private event, you know, that is just the cherry on top. And that's what, that's what, you know, our value base kind of the benefits that we offer. And that's how we can justify it like a higher premium rate. And also the fact that our, our overheads are higher as well, because then we have to pay out more as well for our musicians. Um, to do that, but but Lisa, yeah. I actually have a question for you because yeah, that's course. something that people talk to me about a lot. Well, shouldn't I take the costs and add them up? And I always respond with this. When was the last time you thought about the cost that it takes a manufacturer or a grocery store to produce and get a tomato there for you? And how did that factor into what you paid for that tomato? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. There are very few people, and there are a few, I know a few who think about that, but 99.9% .9 of the world, when they buy something, they're not thinking about how much it costs people to bring that service or to produce that product. Yeah. And if that's not part of their consideration, then it's not part of the value that you're delivering and therefore not important in terms of how the customer perceives the price. Yeah, it's, it's true. And, you, and you've got to be so confident in communicating that as well to your customer in terms of sharing your story and your experience and you know, how you actually bring what you do to the table, you know, the journey that you've come on. And just going back to like a solopreneur you know, example and as you know, personal brands is um, even when you're starting out and you feel like you are you know, plucking numbers out of thin air um, and maybe you don't have a lot of clients or you've not had programs you know, that have gone through lots of people and so on and so forth, just sharing one story and your personal experience puts value on you already. You know, so people are comparing each other all the time. So when you're searching, looking for a coach, what are you what is your criteria i know for me is that i'd want a coach who has had a lot of experience and who has invested in herself in learning and knowledge that maybe she can pass on to me so just having the confidence to actually share your share your story and the path that you've taken which resonates with your ideal clients immediately puts value on you um, compared to another person who hasn't. And I really, you know, I cannot share that enough and state that enough in how important it is in order to then sell your membership programs, your courses, your programs. Yes, it's absolutely, it's absolutely true. So there is an element of, okay, once you have the right price, I put that in quotes, um, yeah. that how do you go about communicating that? And it's not necessarily just the verbal communication, mm -hmm. it's also how you put it on a page. I actually tell people all the time that pricing is 70% psychology and maybe 30% math, if that much. Yeah. Because <laughs> it yeah. really comes down to the psychology. And we have habits, bad habits, because we 
don't necessarily price on purpose, but we price mm-hmm. quite often by accident. And what we do is we train customers to have bad behavior, behavior that's bad for both them and us. Yeah. And what we want to do is we want to make sure that the way that we communicate our prices and structure them is actually promoting good business practices for both sides. Amazing. So um, Janine, where can our listeners find you if they wanted more information or wanted to have a chat with you? Can you let us know? Sure. So they can go to uh, www.thepricinglady.com. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Now, also, I'm happy to, to share this with people. So since we were just talking about having those conversations, I actually have an opt-in available for them. It's a video series with a checklist on what to do when your customer says that's too expensive. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. And that's at janineliston.com backslash TEC. So when you post this, I'll put it in, in the, we can put it in the notes Mm -hmm. and I can put it on like the Facebook posts and whatever. Yeah. Amazing. Well, it's been an amazing chat and um, we've covered a lot and I really think, you know, the next step is really to, you know, just be confident in your pricing and there's help out there in the form of Janine and myself. So please do, you know, hit us up on our Facebook and our Instagram, any questions, let us know. And, um, I'll put all of Janine's um, information in the show notes as well. And so please feel free to contact her. And, um, and, you know, we can talk about this forever, right? But at the end of the day, you know, it it comes down to strategy. And as you said, what is it? 90% psychology? Was it? I said 70%, 70, 70. but it could even be 90%. (laughs) It's really, and, and it's internal and external. It's the internal mindset psychology, as well as the external towards customer excellent and we look forward to digging into your video series as well i think that could be very very useful well thank you so much janine and thank you so much for coming on the marketing pod thank you so much for having me here and i wish all of you will uh, enjoy pricing as you move forward you're most welcome